Yo, what's good? Good morning. Let's go ahead. Uh, it's approximately 9.30 a.m. Uh, and from what I looked at at the European markets earlier this morning, uh, definitely looks like that the markets were probably going to be um, uh, possibly going in a downward trickle last time I checked. But let's go ahead and see. All right. Okay, it looks like ASC listed at the New York. Can't can't see who's at the Nasdaq. Well, that's why yesterday he said we knew early on that speed would be important because uh, he, I mean, it's amazing you can raise 500 basis points and not have Congress put a glove on you I, no. when you go in to testify. Well, I don't understand why someone has to stand up and say, look, as we know, that's 5% now. It's you guys. It's not me. It's on you. You committed to Yeah, it looks like stocks are opening lower. Um, Dow's down approximately about 10 basis points. Uh, S&P 500 is down approximately about 30 bases. NASDAQ is down approximately about 40 bases. Sorry about that. Um, Dow's down approximately about 10 bases. S&P 500 is down approximately about 25 bases. And NASDAQ is down approximately about 40 bases. Yeah, we're it just appears that no offense. This is why I guess I should just stay on different topics. Because if you if I was just to follow the uh, stock market, sometimes it just becomes no offense, like a mockery. Uh so um it's no point. It really, in my personal opinion, it's approximately 9.32 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, June 22nd, 2023. Uh, I could probably say, for the most part, the rest of the day is probably going to look like this. I could be wrong. Uh, and it just becomes, um, you know, what should we do from here? Is it worth uh, shorting? I don't know. I mean, the market's been getting short a lot. It was very bearish. Uh, for a while, for a second there, they were trying to discuss, are we getting out of the bear market? Not sure. Um, let's go ahead and take a look. Um, are we still getting out of the bear market? According to CBS News, the S&P 500 gained 0.6% on Thursday, pushing the market 20% higher than the trough stocks hit in October, closing at 4,294. That means Wall Street was finally released from the claws of a bear market. When stocks falls 20% or more from a recent high for a sustained period of time, that began in June 2022. Okay, so goodness, yeah, that was a minute. June 2022 took about a year. So, I mean, are we really out of the bear market considering that we already look like uh, last couple of days? Uh, excuse me. The market's been down approximately about, what was it, about 100 basis points? Uh, I think it was probably about um, 50 basis points yesterday and probably going to be probably about another 50 today. So mm -hmm. we're already down about one basis point, uh, which is nowhere near 20%. Our, um, 
what did it say? About 200 basis points. Um, no, no, approximately. I, I apologize. Uh, about 2,000 basis points, 20%. Uh, so, um, you know, if we just followed the stock market all day today, uh, you would pretty much be um, looking at, you know, uh, right now they're showing gainers. Uh, it was like Nike and whatnot. Uh, laggards looks like Boeing, IBM, Chevron, uh, other gainers, Advanced Micro De Devices, Expedia, Auste Lauder, Dollar Tree. Uh, yeah, so Darden Restaurants is dropping a little bit. It's at approximately $160. Um, so yeah, so that's why it's kind of like, you know, just choose topics to help us get better at, our, um, at our investing decision-making. Uh, just want to say thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by kicking with your man, Chairman. I appreciate it so much. Uh, please follow me on Spotify. If you do decide to listen, feel free to follow, uh, listen on uh, Spotify premium. And that way you can get the full songs. If the music means uh, anything to you, if not, um, then, yeah, you can just go ahead and listen to it on Spotify podcast. Uh, just put it on if you want in the background. I am discussing business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Um, you know, House of Barf is just, you know, just, just a play on words. Uh, just, you know, you know, as people say, clickbait or whatever. Um, initially, people click on it, I guess, and then they probably uh, say, what is this business accounting regulation? Why am I listening to a podcast about stocks? That's called house of barf. I was thinking about, uh, reason being, yes. Uh, when I get my situation together, we will be having bevs together. Uh, you know, when I'm not, um, you know, so busy all the time and, uh, yeah, we'll sit down and we'll have a bev and, you know, we may even have a smoke and, um, you know, light up a cigar or something. I'm not sure. Uh, and we'll, you know, just go over the market. Uh, that's probably when the show will go to trash, <laughs> you know, but, you know, typically for some reason, trash and ass sell, you know, that's that's what people like to look. And that's why we got to focus on. Maybe that's what we'll take a look at to see what else is going on in the world uh, that we should be keeping our eye on. Um, you know, uh, we definitely know we have um, a bunch of other stuff that's going on that we may not be, um, you know, focusing on because we're focusing on the interest rates and inflation Um we still got, you know, multiple wars. Uh, you know, we just want to take a look to see. Uh, we had the banking crisis. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, that's probably why we're nowhere near uh, the interest rates. Um, that, you know, that's why. So uh, basically, uh, uh, Powell, uh, if I'm correct, stated that uh, we're nowhere near um, the interest rates. That um, I guess that we're you know they're going to increase it some more basically. Um, all right, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, this Chairman House of Barf. Yo yo yo, what's good? This is Chairman House of Barf. Uh, just right now, still taking a look and see what's going on. Uh, the source I'm using right now is as usual is uh, CNBC. Uh, it does look like they're saying that the median for the house prices has dropped approximately three percent. Um, or, uh, I don't know. They, they said the mortgage basis points was a little bit different. I forgot what mortgage basis points was. Um, but also it looks like, um, uh, you know, uh, Jerome Powell is also going to be speaking again today. It's going to, it looks like it's going to be a question and answer session with the Senate banking committee. 
Uh, the NASDAQ does appear to be making a little bit slight of a uh, turnaround. Currently right now is up approximately, um, what is that, 10 basis points. Um, approximately now, uh, uh, it's up approximately about 15 basis points. Currently right now it's about 10, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the news, uh, just see what's going on. Um, I am getting my uh, paper, my paper trading account up. Uh, let me see if it will work. I'm going to just pick any, um, I'm going to pick any stock. Uh, I, I, I do have to make sure I'm in the right account. Um, yeah, I'm still getting used to getting all this stuff up, but right now it's just paper trading. Uh, got to get all my widgets and everything, uh, established. It's currently not right now up to, uh, up to par. Um, Mm. Okay. So I just want to, what I want to do is I want to make sure I'm in the right account. Uh, cause I was thinking about trying to, um, I was thinking about trying to perform. Uh, so yeah, I, I believe I have like an IRA account. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, here it goes. My IRA account, my margin account. So I'm going to go to my margin account. This is, uh, this is paper trading, but essentially again, margin trading is money. Uh, it can be your cash as well, but it's also here. Let me, um, again, I, I like to just use the AI so because it may be easier for both of us um, if we just go ahead and let the AI explain. Um, let me go ahead and pull this up. I'm getting my stuff pulled up. All right. So I'll let uh, AI explain our the read aloud tools. Right? What is margin trading or what is a margin account? According to investor.gov, a margin account is a type of brokerage account in which the broker dealer lends the investor cash using the account as collateral to purchase securities. Margin increases investors purchasing power, but also exposes investors to the potential for larger losses. Okay. So again, um, uh, let me see if I can find, uh, I got my book right here. Um, let me see if I can, um, kind of even get you a more, uh, textbook book answer to that. Uh, da, 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 da. Got, got my, uh, securities, uh, book right here. Uh, let me see if, um. Let me see, margin account. Okay, I think I have uh, the right page. Uh, da, 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 da. This this book is also kind of old. I don't know what year this is. This is the tenth uh, edition. Um, uh, this this book is probably five years old. Uh, but let me see. Um, okay, I don't want to lose my page here. Because uh, I was looking at the Securities Act of 1934, we'll go. Over, we'll take a look at that real quick, very briefly. Um, let me see. I'm just trying to see if I can find. Uh, okay, I'll look for it. Uh, let me just look one more time. I'm just trying to see if I can get you. Uh, but essentially, yeah, we saw that uh, it's when the broker dealer essentially. Um, allows uh the 
um, investor to uh, borrow some money. Um, not sure. We're going to look that percentage up. I think it's about, uh, it's close to approximately, uh, it's close to approximately like 50% if I'm correct, but we're going to take a look. Um, uh, let me just one moment, just bear with me, please. Uh, again, we're just relaxing. Okay. So, uh, have a little bit more. This is going to be, this is when we're going to take a far left turn and we're going to go to the extremely boring. Uh, I'm, I'm going to even do some reading real quick before I get there. Excuse me. Um, kind of had a, um, kind of got some news last night again. Um, and, um, and yes, it's, it was, uh, some disturbing news. Uh, just, you know, prayers, uh, to all, you know, family, friends, foes, everyone, just God bless everyone, you know, enjoy your life. You know, um, you just never know what could happen. I mean, not trying to put all the business out there, but let me tell you essentially how it went. Essentially, um, same old, same old, um, uh, you know, I stopped by a bar real quick, uh, ordering some food, uh, decide, you know, to grab a drink, uh, sit there, have a drink. Um, um, yeah, it looks, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the indexes and yeah, they're saying the indexes are a little bit low due to, um, uh, current, uh, um, uh, the chair's, uh, Jerome Powell's, uh, semi-annual monetary policy report. Okay. So yeah, they're going to be talking, uh, again, it should be coming up soon. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was sitting there having a drink, uh, decide to call a buddy of mine, just, you know, see how they're doing sometimes having, you know, um, just to, you know, Hey, how pick up the phone and they tell me, Hey, uh, a close family member of theirs, um, is, uh, very sick. Um, and it was just, it was, it was a bother. It was a bother. Uh, I felt so bad. Um, I tried to support, I didn't support. Hopefully I didn't, uh, offend anybody. Um, it was late last night. Um, uh, yeah. So I'll reach out to them probably later today. See how they're doing. Um, so yeah, it, it was just kind of a long night. Um, so this is about to get boring from here, uh, real quick. It's going to get just a little boring. Let me go ahead and go to my margin account. So my paper trading again, paper trading is, um, essentially what it sounds like, uh, where, you know, essentially where it came from was back in the day, people would write their trades down on paper, fake trades, not real trades. Uh, they would write it down on paper and then wait for the newspaper to come out, you know, like the following week or something, uh, and, um, see how they're see, see what they would have did if they would have made money or would they lost money. So that's why it's called paper trading, but now it's on the computer. So in my paper trading account, I have approximately a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Again, this is just uh fake money. It's not real money, but I'm going to get the real money together so that we can, um, uh, get ready to start trading. There. I mean, what she calls an... They were just saying that Powell's coming up soon, or maybe, you know, next is Accenture CEO. Okay. So, all right. So there's some news out there. 
Um, defense is going to be doing really well. Um, there was some news essentially that um, the markets are going to be slowing down. The global economy, the economy as a whole, is going to be slowing down. So, uh, I may in 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 um in anticipation of that, I may go ahead and start trying to move around some funds. Because uh, I'm really not trying to get caught up uh, in a downward market. Because I've been in a downward market for like two years. But I'm going to go ahead and take Tesla. I'm going to use Tesla for an example. And we're going to see. Um, we have the option chain. Um, so right now, currently, Tesla is trading at approximately $255.92. Um, on the day, it's up approximately... Uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. 3.7 points. Um, that is an increase of approximately. No, it's actually a decrease of approximately 130 basis points. Um, so we have the option chain in front of us. We're really not going to deal with the option chain. The option chain, uh, they have weeklies. They have, it looks like some monthly, some month long ones. Um, the furthest one I see out is December 25th. Fifth, if I'm correct. Um, let me see. Uh, no, no, not December twenty fifth. That's December twenty twenty five. Oh, December. It's December nineteenth, twenty twenty five. So wow, I didn't even know options went out that long. Uh, so let's just say, for example, um, I'm just going to take a quick look at these options real quick, and we'll go over options. Uh, you know, probably later or something. I'm just going to try to keep pushing this content. Um, I'm just trying. I make so many mistakes. Um, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody. You know, uh, sometimes when you're help looking for a cause, you can you can kind of make more mistakes. It's almost like an oxymoron. Um, but I'm just trying to, you know, uh, break this down. Um, but we'll go over options. Uh, uh, one thing I hear is... Uh, when you do things like podcasts or public speaking or something, you got to watch the ums. It's very easy to just say, um, it's easy to fill in the air with, um, so it's very possible just, you know, stay silent. Or is there possibly another word that you can break in there? Uh, looks like president Biden is right now, uh, hosting, uh, the Indian prime minister Modi at the white house. Okay. Uh, let's see what about that Single press conference in India. Okay. Yeah. Um, Biden's speaking right now. Um, so, okay, there we go. So let me go ahead and take a look at some of these uh, some of these uh, option chains. So, for example, real quick, I don't know much about options, but uh, let's take a quick look. It looks like uh, da, 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 da. we have a strike price of $250, $255, $260, $265. These expire August 18th, 2023. Uh, strike price was that uh, the contract uh, price is, don't quote me on this. We'll take a look at this. It looks like the calls are trading around 288 to about 340. Uh, and that is uh, one contract. And one contract is, a, I believe, 100 contracts. So with the premium and everything, um you know, that, that contract would be about, if I'm correct, around $300. Let's just try to do a quick, quick purchase. And let's see if we can, um, let's see if I'm correct on that. Uh, 
Uh, so I'm going to go to the August 18th, 2023 strike price 250. Um, you know, and I'm not into like, I'm not there yet where we are like, see, I'm not even sure how to get this thing to pull up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to buy the call. Okay. So if I was to buy this call, uh, the August 18, 2023 with actually, I believe I chose the strike price of Yes, yeah, chose a strike price of two fifty. Uh, I'm just going to do a market, just a single market order of an option. Uh, I'm going to press confirm and send. So I'm not going to, even with my paper money, I'm not going to confirm this. Uh, okay, so I was totally incorrect. Uh, the this is going to cost me approximately twenty seven thousand uh, dollars to put this uh, call in. Oh, because I'm buying 10 contracts. Okay. I, I meant to buy one contract. Let's just do one contract. So I did not mean to put in 10. Yeah, I just want to do one. And let's just take a look at that. Because, like, that's how you can kind of think about it. Like, if you really want to, like, you know, determine restaurants, you know what I'm saying? You really can't, like, you know, measure. Let's let's just say you're at the bar, right? You're at the bar. And um, it's easier to, you know, measure, like, you know uh one shot you can go to each restaurant and measure one shot can i get one shot of some cognac um and you go to one restaurant and you it looks like they give you more but it's twenty dollars then you go to another restaurant and they look like they give you the same amount but it's fifteen dollars no they look like they give you less amount but it's fifteen dollars then you go to another restaurant and they look like they give you a good amount and it's ten dollars so uh you just want to go ahead and um you know, kind of determined. That's why I'm just going to do one contract and just kind of see how that goes. Okay. So one contract is approximately about $2,760. And that's me purchasing one contract, uh, one call option, uh, one contract, um, August 23rd. And the, um, let me see my break even, uh, is if the stock hits approximately 277.60. $277.60. My max profit would be infinite. Max loss would be the $2,060. Um, all right. So, uh, and let me see how I got to $2,700. Uh, so, essentially, the... Um, okay, so the... Okay, so the, the cost of the contract was $27.60. All right, so, um, okay, it was $27.60. So, again, one contract is 100 contracts. Uh, so, I would take uh, 270.60. That's how much the contract is. And I'm going to times that by 100. Okay, and that's how I get the price of 2000 seven hundred and sixty dollars uh in order to buy the contract so what i'm going to do is go ahead and delete this order and um if i'm correct a covered let me see what a covered call is we're going to get into this um we're going to start having some some fun uh let me go ahead and, um let me just ask what is a covered call 
According to Wikipedia, a covered option is a financial transaction in which the holder of securities sells a type of financial options contract known as a call or a put against stock that they own or are shorting. Okay. Okay. So I still was even just a little bit confused on that. Because again, I'm still learning. So um, I'm going to go to Investopedia and I'm just going to type in covered call. Um, as, as my stand, I am using hair Covered gel. Calls, how they work and, and how to use them in investment. As my stand, I'm using hair gel and um, and uh, curling cream. Uh, this is, let me see, Echo style hair gel and Cantu curling cream. So this is what my stands are today. Um, real quick, off topic. Did y'all see uh, uh, Tia Mowry's... Um, uh, it looks like uh, she's going to be getting the house in every uh, two uh, four point three million dollar house, and I'm not trying to be all in a business, but you know, I just saw it and I was like, "Damn!" Uh, doesn't have to pay any child support, nothing. Uh, I mean, more power to her. Uh, I, you know, I feel so bad. You know, everybody going through this divorce, the, these divorces. I really feel like it's like a divorce, like uh, pandemic going on. It's like everybody's getting divorced and, you know, um, let's just, let's all the celebrity couples getting divorced in 2023. Let's just do it. Here is some information for recent celebrity divorces, 2023. Here's a summary from page six. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go in all into it, but just, just a few, like, I mean, I know they said it's fifty percent, but like I really feel like let's go ahead, let's take a celebrity breakups. Okay, it's not divorces, but breakups. Monique Samuels and Chris Samuels. I think they they're they're actually married. Carly Pierce and Riley King. Not familiar. Taylor Swift, Matt Healy. Uh, no Taylor Swift. Uh, Tom Sandoval and Raquel Levis. Not familiar. Kevin Costner and Christine Boomgartner. Not familiar with her. But it's just a lot of. Uh, uh, divorces and it's just sickening and I, to an extent it makes you wonder if it affects your own personal life but all right uh let's go ahead and get back to uh covered calls um covered calls how they work and how to use them in investing by Akilesh ganti updated june 2nd 2022 reviewed by gordon scott fact checked by Timothy Lee. Fact checked by Timothy. Full bio. Timothy Lee is a consultant. What is a covered call? The term covered call refers to a financial transaction. In Okay, my bad. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I've been talking for about 20 minutes and then we're going to get into this. Uh, it's going to get boring from here. Uh, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of the wonderful day to come kick it with Chairman. I appreciate it. This is Chairman House of Bar. All right, all right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of the day to come kick it with your man, Chan Man. I appreciate it. All right, so we're just going to get into... Um, uh, we were just kind of discussing options a little bit. Uh, I don't mean to go down this road, uh, but since we're on the topic, we're just going to go ahead and let it flow. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and restart it. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to uh, about a covered call. What is a covered call? 
The term covered call refers to a financial transaction in which the investor selling call options owns an equivalent amount of the underlying security. To execute this, an investor who holds a long position in an asset then writes, sells, call options on that same asset to generate an income stream. The investor's long position in the asset is the cover because it means the seller can deliver the shares if the buyer of the call option chooses to exercise. Key Takeaways A covered call is a popular option strategy used to generate income in the form of options premiums. Investors only expect a minor increase or decrease in the underlying stock price for the life of the option when they execute a covered call. To execute a covered call, an investor holding a long position in an asset then writes, sells, call options on that same asset. Covered calls are often employed by those who intend to hold the underlying stock for a long time but do not expect an appreciable price increase in the near term. This strategy is ideal for investors who believe the underlying price will not move much over the near term. Okay, so uh, without going into this whole video, um, let's go ahead and um, let's take a look at this video. It's about seven minutes long, but let's go ahead and take a look real quick. Okay, uh, commercial, it's only 10 seconds long. Yeah, while this happened, hope everybody's doing okay. Hope everybody's family's doing okay. Here we go. So let's go ahead and look at a covered call sale live. Now, I'm using money.net for my stock charting feature because whenever you do an option trade, we always want to start with a chart. Now, I'm actually long Bristol-Myers from $55, just over $55. I'm long 100 shares. I can see that Bristol-Myers is trading at roughly $63. It's close to a 52-week high. Is there a trade that I can do to generate income and be able to sell my stock high? So let's go ahead and look at the options grid real quick. So again, I get to pick the expiry from the top. So a lot of your brokerage accounts are gonna look similar to this. I'm interested in November. So from today till expiry, there's 52 calendar days till expiration. I'm interested in that. Now, because I'm long the stock and I'm looking to sell the stock high, I'm talking about calls. So I'm looking at the left of the strike. And the strike that I'm interested in is 65. Remember. Bristol-Myers is roughly at $63. I want to sell the stock higher, so I want to look at strikes that are above 63. 65 is what I'm interested in. So if we look here, the November 65 call in Bristol-Myers, it's 129. Okay, I'm not going to keep going into it. I'm going to look at that video. Um, but let's look at some of the... Um, so, it, so essentially, you own the underlying stock um and then it, it appears that you will write uh, a calls contract compared to buying the call contract uh you'll essentially be um so going into margin trading this is one reason why we got we uh we got to go into uh margin trading because uh it can get kind of confusing considering that it's like wait a minute so you don't buy everything long no not necessarily uh some things you short uh uh, essentially, uh, for lack of better words, um, you can bet for the market to go up. You can bet for the market to go down. Uh, you can make money on both ways. Uh, 
Um, so let me go into margin accounts real quick. Uh, I'm going to go with the textbook version. We heard the AI version on, I forgot what website it was that they used. Uh, it was investor.gov. Uh, so let me go ahead. Uh, I'm going to use my uh, Kaplan book uh, to go over. It. Um, I'll try to speak up. Uh, margin accounts allow investors to leverage their investment dollars. So when you leverage your dollars, essentially what it is, is you take the money that you have in the account and you leverage it by trying to get some more cash a loan from the broker dealer in order for you to have more buying power. But let's keep going. Uh, through margin accounts, investors can borrow money from brokerage firms by pledging collateral. The Federal Reserve Board regulates margin, margin transactions. So that's good just to know that the Federal Reserve does monitor this stuff, uh, as well as um, other regulators, uh, FINRA, SEC as well. I'm pretty sure, you know, um, I, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, definitely. No, definitely. They keep an eye on it. Uh, broker dealers are required to impose initial and maintenance requirements on all margin accounts. Okay, so uh, there's uh, maintenance requirements. Uh, so essentially, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, when your account uh, hits uh, a certain amount, it's required that they that you go ahead and maintain the account uh, so that, you know, the broker dealer doesn't, you know, suffer and the investor investor doesn't suffer because in a margin account you can lose more than you put in and if you owe the broker dealer two million dollars i mean what's going to happen you know uh you know what's going to happen there for the investor and also for uh the um the broker dealer um i'm going to go continue they must mark to market all positions daily to ensure that account equity meets the minimum requirements although this margin account Although the, this margin accounts unit involves, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep reading. Unit involves substantial calculation and accounting scenarios. Only about one third to one half of your margin test questions. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me skip this. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna skip that. Um, okay. Um, this is extension of credit in the securities industry. Buying on margin is a common practice in the securities in industry. It allows customers to increase their trading capital by borrowing from the broker dealers. Types of margin accounts. There are two types of margin accounts, long and short. In a long margin account, customers purchase securities, pay interest on the money borrowed until the loan is repaid. In a short margin account, Stock is borrowed and then sold short, enabling the customer to profit if the value declines. Okay, I'm just going to go over that real quick. Uh, uh, actually, uh, all let me go. Uh, let me do this real quick. All short sales must be executed through and accounted for. Uh, uh, executed through and accounted for in a margin account. Uh, federal Chair uh, Powell, uh, Jerome Powell, uh, uh, the Honorable Jerome H. Powell. Is uh, speaking. This could be serious liabilities. Do you think fail as these mortgages come due? And if so, what can we do uh, ahead of time to prevent that scenario? So we're, we're of course, we're. Uh, they're speaking in front of the uh, the Senate, I believe. I'll I'll get that correct. Concentrations, high concentrations of real estate, <clears throat> and it's and that is not seen in the large banks. It's seen in some of the smaller banks. So we've identified those banks and 
There's a supervisory toolkit where, where we work with banks to try to help them resolve those issues by, you know, by raising capital or, or, or uh, you know, dealing with what's happening. And, you know, of course, what is happening in the office space nationally? There's an issue with people working from home and just less demand. There's a sort of one-time adjustment going on. There are also some other pockets of commercial real estate where, where there's some softness. So we're working with banks to work our way through this. We're, we're very aware and very focused on the problem. Well, I, I'm concerned that it's a ticking time bomb. Uh, and let me just say that last week you said that commercial real estate risks are unlikely to pose a systemic risk because the loans are broadly spread and mostly held by smaller banks. But how can we ensure that the potential losses in the commercial real estate don't lead to the draining of assets from smaller and mid-sized banks and then create further consolidation in the banking sector that brings us back to, I don't want to be back to 2008 when I was here and was asked to do extraordinary things. We certainly don't want to be there either. And um, so we're, we're being pretty proactive about reaching out to these institutions and trying to help them get through these significant issues. Uh, again, it's, it's, rel it's not all smaller banks. It's just some of them have high concentrations in real estate. And it's not in the large banks, which, of course, was where the problem was in 2008 and 2009. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks, Senator Kennedy of Louisiana is recognized for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you for being here, Mr. Chairman, and to your colleagues. Thanks to all of you for giving so much to our country. As you know, our fiscal year, our meaning the federal government's fiscal year, begins October 1. We're in the process of putting together. Uh, That's the Fed Chair uh, in front of Senate Banking. Let's talk about the economy and the macro view of the markets. Okay, yeah, in front of the Senate banking, uh, yeah, the, it sounds like they're trying to figure out the banking situation. It looks like we're in a little bit of a crisis. I did hear him say we're concerned about a ticking time bomb. I'm actually a little bit concerned about a ticking time bomb as well. Not saying I even know as half as much as these uh, uh, senators uh, on Capitol Hill know or Jerome Powell. Um, uh, I, I can't even hold a, a candle to them with the amount of... Seriously, when it comes to this industry, that's why I love this industry, because it's forever changing. There's always something to talk about. There's always something exciting going on. Uh, even even if it's a crisis, <laughs> you know, it's exciting to talk about. Uh, you just pray for everyone. This is really why you just want to pray for everyone and be like, please, just if you can, take a little time out of your, your, your every couple of months and... Um, and just, you know, keep up with what's going on and, you know, maybe how you rebalance your portfolio. All right. So back to types of margin accounts real quick. Let's just go ahead, take a quick break. Uh, this is Chairman House of Barf. All right. So we're jumping to margin. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of their wonderful day to come kick it with your man, Chairman at the house. I appreciate it. So we jumped to margin. So essentially, other than margin, it's just a cash account. I should have stated that earlier. It's just a cash account. You put your money in, you invest, you can make profits. If you lose, you lose. But the main thing is you don't lose more than you've put in. Margin, you can tr you can lose more than you put in because, again, you're borrowing. But, again, as we read, uh, these accounts need to be uh, monitored uh, in order for uh, there to be maintenance calls, uh, margin calls. Uh, so, yeah. Now, going into the types of margin accounts, real quick. Uh uh, in a long margin account, customers purchase securities and pay interest on the money borrowed until the loan is repaid. Now, this interest rate, I've been trying to figure out the interest rate between broker dealers. OK, so you borrow the money, you buy long 
and you just pay interest. Now, I know it's every 30 days, but I want to say this interest rate is somewhere around like 10%. How much do broker-dealers charge interest on margin accounts? According to Investopedia, the amount is a fixed percentage, usually between 3% and 12% of the notional value of the contract. There are no interest charges to the customer on futures margin because it is not a loan. Okay. It, that's it in futures trading. Um, let me see. How much do broker-dealers charge for margin trading? Um, you know, I'm just going to go ahead. Even though that was futures trading, I'm going to go with that amount. You know, I haven't been able to calculate it, but it appears that it's between, uh, just from previous experience, it appears that it's between somewhere between like 3 to 10%. Uh, how much? Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find out. Um. Let me let me see. Let me try again. How much interest do I have to pay on the money borrowed from the broker dealer? Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. One thing I do see that, that just popped up is it's approximately fifty percent on your equity uh, that you you can borrow from the uh, broker dealer. It's approximately 50%. We'll go into that. Uh, but the interest, I, I'm going to go with, even though it said futures trading, let's just go with that. I think it's somewhere between 3 to 12%. That's typically how much you're going to pay. So if you have um, $2,000 or you have $1,000, no, I'm going to go 2000 You have $2,000. You're typically going to be able to borrow 50% of that, which is another $1,000. So that's going to put your account at $3,000. Now, let's say you invest a full three thousand dollars. I believe they're going to charge you probably about let's say ten percent on the uh, on the um, on the one thousand dollars. So uh, you're approximately going to be paying every thirty days uh, about a hundred dollars just to borrow the money. Now, if you're meeting you know that, uh, then you're doing great. Uh, but if you're below that, then it's, it kind of sucks. All right, so let's go ahead and continue forward. I'm going to go with the Kaplan book, and then we'll go ahead and take a look also at Investopedia. We're going into options, okay? Uh, we jumped over just straight up just cash trading. I did not mean to do this, but we'll come back and, again, we'll, you know, keep creating more content uh, so that we will keep going over this. So a uh, couple notes. In a long margin uh, – oh, okay. Uh, all right, so, again, a uh, long margin account, you purchase, you pay the interest. In a short margin account, stock is borrowed and then sold short, enabling the customer to profit at the value to clients. So in a short margin account, essentially what you're doing is either shorting the stock, buying you know puts or writing calls or whatever it is. Um, uh, essentially, you're going against, uh, out, not going against, but you're going against the uh, market, uh, um, uh, profiting if the value of the stocks decline. Um, all right, we're going to keep going in a long margin account. Customers borrow money uh, in short margin accounts. Customers borrow securities. So long margin, you're borrowing money so that you can buy securities long short margin account. You're borrowing security. So you're borrowing uh, the, 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 the actual stock, if I'm correct. Um, it's a little bit difficult to explain. I'm not going to try to explain it right now, but in shorting, it's essentially saying that you're going to uh, sell your security to someone else 
you know, you don't own the security. I'm not sure if it's anything like drop shipping, you know, when you really don't own, is that what drop shipping is when you don't own the product, but you just kind of like, you know, like you find it and then you sell it to somebody, you're just the middleman. Essentially with shorting, uh, you, uh, uh, you sell the security, uh, you borrow the security to sell to someone else. You don't own it. Then um, at a later date, you buy the security to cover it. Uh, and the hopes is that the security will decline um, uh, in value. Uh, we'll go into that a little bit more later. Not right now, because it can be a little bit confusing, even for myself. Uh, advantages of margin accounts for customers are that the customer can Purchase more securities with a lower initial cash uh, amount and leverage the investments uh, by borrowing a portion of the purchase price. Leveraging magnifies the customer's rate of return or rate of loss in adverse market conditions. Okay, so uh, let me see that last part. Leveraging magnifies the customer's rate of return or rate of loss. Okay, yeah, both return and loss in adverse market conditions. Yeah, so if the market is extremely volatile, which we did see the VIX, um, let me go to cnbc.com real quick. Uh, the VIX, I believe, uh, it yeah, is up approximately three, 380 basis points. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be supposedly, there's going to be, if, if I'm correct, the VIX is basically... Um, measuring the amount of volatility, if I'm correct on that. Let, let's check that out real quick. Make sure I'm giving out uh, the, the uh, correct information. What is the VIX? Okay, it, did, it, it didn't say it. Um, it's a volatility index, a popular measure of the stock's market expectations, volatility based on the S&P 500 index options. That's Wikipedia. Uh, and just I just wanted to just go over that real quick. We can go into that further later. So with an, an adverse market or a lot of volatility, if you leverage your money and you, and you go long, you can uh, make a lot of money or you can also lose a lot. You know, um, uh, so yeah, uh, we'll take more look into that. Um, there's a couple of, uh, examples of here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, been talking for about seven minutes. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then, uh, we'll just go into uh, this a little bit longer uh, and then catch up on what's going on, uh, with markets, gainers, losers, and whatnot. We'll take a look at this. Uh, Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who took some time out of their day to come kick it with your man, Chairman. I appreciate it. This is Chairman House of Barf. All right. Thank you to anybody and everybody who decided to kick it. Uh, come kick it with your man, Chairman, at the house. Uh, we were discussing covered calls earlier. I'm going to go to Investopedia real quick and just kind of um, we didn't finish uh, margin. Uh, we do want to keep going on that. One thing, let's take a look at um, Regulation T. Let's see what this is. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, there used to be things i want to find my notes there were little things to help me remember uh what, like all these things but let's see what it is regulation t the securities act of 1934 did i go over the securities act of, i don't think i went over the securities act of 1934 yet uh uh let me see real quick um okay this is about to get really boring we're going to go into regulation now uh we're going to go into uh regulation t um 
Let me let me do something real quick. I'm going to go to the Securities Act of 1934, the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. Uh, let's uh, see this real quick. The Securities Act of 1933 regulates primary issues of securities in the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 regulates the secondary trading. Okay, so 1933 regulates primary issues of securities. Uh, primary, I believe, is just when it comes straight from the issuer. And then the 1934 regula regulates the secondary market, uh, which is basically when we trade amongst each other. Uh, a couple things about the 19 uh, Securities Act of 1934. The 1934 Act, known as the Exchange Act, established the Securities and Exchange Commission and gave it authority to regulate in part broker dealers, the securities exchanges and the over the counter markets to maintain a fair and orderly market for investing public. Real quick, I want to take a look at that because, uh, let me see. So that means in 1934, the Securities and Exchange Commission became, when did the uh, United States Securities and Exchange Commission uh, be created? According to Wikipedia, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is an independent agency of the United States federal government created in the aftermath of the Wall Street crash of 1929. Okay, so they're created, and it doesn't say it real quick, but it says June 6, 1934. This stuff is crazy to me because if you would think about it, you would think that like organizations like the Federal Reserve, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and all these things would be in existence for, I don't know, like since like, I don't know, the 1800s. And then you find out, okay, what is going on here? Uh, but okay, whatever. Let's keep cooking. All right. So, um, so again, the 1934 exchange. No, uh, Securities Exchange Act was put in place uh, after, as we just read from, I don't know where we read that from, uh, after the Great Depression um, to make sure that we're monitoring the markets. Um, let me go ahead and keep going just a little bit further. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Act of 1934 requires exchange members, broker dealers that trade securities, um, OTC, over the counter on exchanges or both and individuals who make securities trades for the public to be registered with the SEC. The Securities and Exchange Act of 1934 provides for the creation of the SEC, the regulation of exchanges, the regulation of the OTC market, the regulation of credit by the Federal Reserve Board, the registration of broker-dealers, net capital asset rules, the regulation of insider transactions, short sales, and proxies, the regulation of trading activities, the regulation of clients' accounts, the customer protection rule, the filing of 10Qs, 10Ks, and other financial statements by companies that are required to report, and the re regulation of officers, directors, and principal shareholders. Okay, so that's regulation um, I mean, that's uh, the Securities Act of 1934. Again, 1933 is, to, is it's first. So it's the, you know, the primary one. And then the uh, 1934 protected uh, the secondary markets. Let's just do it real quick. What is the Securities Act of 1933? According to Investor.gov, the Securities Act of 1933 has two basic objectives to require that investors receive financial and other significant information concerning securities being offered for public sale, and and to prohibit the deceit, misrepresentations, and other fraud in the sale of securities. Now, let me go ahead. Um, 
What is the difference between the Securities Act of 1933 and the Securities Act of 1934? According to Investopedia, the Securities Exchange Act of 1933 regulates newly issued securities, such as those being sold through an initial public offering. The Securities Exchange Act of 1934 regulates securities that are already being actively traded on the secondary market. Okay, so, all right, so now we're going to jump to this uh, thing called Regulation T. I can't remember, uh, I, I, I want to find my notes. If I can find my notes, I'll let you, uh, uh, I'll read some of my notes so you can see how I, I remember these things. I can't remember it all right now, that's why I'm refreshing my brain. Uh, and again, this is stamping this information in my brain. So the Securities Act of 1934 gives the Federal Reserve Board the authority to regulate the extension of credit in the securities industry. For margin accounts, Regulation T states that customers must deposit a minimum of 50% of the market value of the transaction within five business days. Let me read. Let me say it again. Uh, Regulation T states that customers must deposit a minimum of 50% of the market value of the transaction with five within five business days. The minimum required is 50%. A customer can choose to pay a larger percentage of the purchase price. Now that confuses me, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, Regulation T applies to both cash and margin accounts. Customers have five business days to pay the purchase regardless of the account type. Firms, however, expect payment the regular regular way within three business days of the trade date okay so uh let me see if uh ai can help me a little bit what is the regulation t according to wikipedia federal reserve board regulation t is 12 cfr section 220 code of federal regulations title 12 Chapter 2, Subchapter A, Part 220. Regulation T governs the extension of credit by securities brokers and dealers in the United States. Okay, so it, it governs the, um, the the amount of credit. Let me see if Investopedia has a quick video um, to kind of explain. This is a minute and a half uh, video. Um, oh my goodness, they got a 30 second a video. So this is all going into margin. So essentially it appears that, um, don't quote me, but if you're going to make a securities purchase on margin, the customer is required to at least put 50% of that amount in the bank. I mean, uh, in the broker dealers, uh, in their, in their margin account. Um, again, uh, you know, concerning, um, uh, um, uh, regulation T and let's 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 let Investopedia take over. Regulation T is a Federal Reserve Board regulation that governs customer cash accounts and the amount of credit that brokerage firms and dealers may extend to customers to buy securities. An investor opens a margin account through his brokerage to borrow money to buy securities. According to Reg T, the investor may borrow up to 50% of the purchase price of a security he wants to buy. The investor can buy $10,000 worth of stock if he has $5,000 cash in his margin account. Some brokerages will enforce a higher initial margin, meaning an investor must pay more than 50% of the stock purchase. And of course, buying on margin exposes investors to extra risk. Losses are amplified. Reg T also prohibits selling a security before it's paid for, a violation known as free riding. Transactions take three days to settle. A trade made on Tuesday from a cash account won't have settled funds until Friday. 
Say a trader deposits $1,000 in a cash account to create a $1,000 balance. That trader buys $1,000 worth of stock A on Monday, then sells it on Tuesday for $1,100, creating a new balance of $1,100. Those funds do not settle until Friday. The trader then buys stock B for $1,100 on Wednesday, which is not a violation. But if the trader tries to sell stock B on Thursday, it is a free-riding violation of Reg T because he hasn't paid for the stock B shares yet. Penalties for free-riding include account restrictions. To avoid the violation, the trader could have deposited the money before making the purchase or applied for a margin account that's not subject to Reg T rules. Okay, so... Uh, one thing that it kind of cleared up for me. So if if you want to buy $10,000 worth of stock, uh, for example, I believe on margin, then you need to have approximately about $5,000 in your account. Okay, so uh, that helps out. Um, and as you heard, uh, it, it was it, it, there's a lot of different ways people trade. I heard this term free riding. Let's just go ahead. Uh, apparently, it, it appears when somebody tries to... Um, um, trade stock it sounds like when they're saying they're trying to sell a stock before they own it so if i'm correct they bought it on monday they sold it on tuesday i believe that's free riding because it's the the trade hasn't settled it takes approximately i think i said three days there's time plus three i will go over that as well uh, what is free riding in stocks according to wikipedia Free riding is a term used in stock trading to describe the practice of buying and selling shares or other securities without actually having the capital to cover the trade. Okay, so you actually don't have the capital because the funds haven't settled. Uh, but we'll we'll take a look into that because I uh, definitely want to make sure people, because these are the things where you will get your account uh, shut down. Um, um, let, let me see, like, for example, let, let me go to Regulation T. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, regulation T. I want to go to Finra, um, and and see like, you know, which rule. I, I think they even said it. I think AI said it already. But Regulation T. Um, here I'm just gonna let uh, AI read a little bit. This is on Finra.org. Regulation T filings. The Federal Reserve Board's Regulation T and SEC Rule 15C3-3 provide for the possibility of extensions of credit by broker-dealers to investors when they have not promptly paid for a securities transaction. Okay, I'm going to pause it this right there. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's rule. I kind of want to see, like... Um, Let me see. Okay. Because um, a lot of these regulations, they have like numbers attached to them. It's like, you know, uh, rule, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I'm just going to say anything. Rule 410 or rule 1001 or something. So that's what I was trying to take a look at to see which rule could you be possibly violating um, if uh, you've breached. Uh, and, and, uh, essentially, the broker dealer would find it out, uh, and the broker dealer would try to handle it on their end before it gets up to the regulators. Um, we'll take a look at some more of that later, uh, another time. Uh, we're just taking our time; uh, it's no rush. Um, I know a bit of this was pretty confusing. A margin and this stuff can get pretty confusing. Um, 
Let me see this note. The FINRA minimum rule also applies to short margin accounts. However, because short transactions are more speculative, the minimum of $2,000 is never waived. If a short sell margin requirements. Okay. Okay. Never mind. That, that wasn't really what I was trying to look for. Okay. All right. So let me go ahead. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, come back and we're going to do just a couple of margin trades. Uh, you, you're going to have to kind of like follow me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just going to do this over here. Uh, I don't have when, Once I get all this other stuff, you'll be able to see. But let's go ahead and do a couple of trades on margin. And then we'll keep track of it and see how it goes. Uh, it's approximately 11.03 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, June 22nd, 23. Uh, t- June 22nd, 2023. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of the wonderful day to come kick it with your man, Chairman. I appreciate it. God bless. This is Chairman House of Barf. All right, all right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come back. I appreciate it. Please, if you have an opportunity, follow me on Spotify, please. Uh, I have no followers. Um, I have uh, the analytics tell me that um, I've I've only had approximately 150 spins. I've made probably about 35 episodes. Uh, they tell me I'm each episode is probably getting about two spins. Um, there are no uh, women. There are no young adults. It's all males between about 35 to 44, which I'm excited about. Uh, but if, you know, you could help me and I'll, I'll help as well. Try to get this out there, um, you know, and we're going to do this together as a fam. You know what I'm saying? So let's go to the underlying stock. I'm going to pick any stock, Tesla, right? Tesla's got some stuff going on. Let's just go ahead and take a look at it. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to short Tesla. All right. I'm going to buy it on margin. I'm going to go to my margin account. Now, depending on your broker dealer, uh, they may allow you to trade on margin in your retirement account. It's going to be very basic. Now, don't quote me. Let me just go ahead. This is why I use AI a lot. I'm like, okay, I don't want people to be like, ah, he's giving false information. Let's 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 take a look real quick. All right, let's let AI handle this and see what they say. Can I trade margin in my IRA account? According to Forbes, legally, you generally can't margin trade with an IRA because the IRS prohibits the use of IRA funds as collateral. Okay. As you hear, you're going to hear terms like this a lot in the financial world. Typically, generally, um, words that end in Lee. Okay. Uh, That's because you can't because you cannot use hard words in finances. You cannot use words like yes or no or guaranteed or words like that can't use those words because you never know so there may be an ira account somewhere where it would allow you to trade very basically on margin meaning that they may allow you to like you know um do basic option trades maybe a covered call or something like that uh don't quote me on that uh so Let's just see. Okay, I, I'm not just going to choose. I was just going to choose a stock, but let's just see what's going on with Tesla. Let's see what's in the news with Tesla. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go to my analyze uh, 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 tab, and I'm going to put in Tesla. And under the analyze tab, I believe they're going to bring me up uh, like the company news. Um, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Wow, I love being I love doing this stuff. 
Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I really do. And I'm going to get back into this. Um, where is, oh my gosh. And the edge oh, the education tab right here. Uh, like for example, uh, here, I'm just going to play, uh, their basic, uh, uh, cover calls for beginners. It's 45 minutes. I'm not going to watch this whole thing, but this is amazing stuff. I'm sorry. To trade options, or even if you're just curious about what options are, you've come to the right place. By the end of this video, you'll understand how options work and know how to place your first options trade on the Thinkorswim trading platform. We're going to walk you through step-by-step step on how to place your first options trade. Options aren't for everyone, but for those with the risk... Okay, so I'm going to take a look at that probably later. Oh, man, this is going to be awesome. I'm sorry. This stuff is going to... Yo, listen. I mean, of course you're listening if, or you're not listening. Where we're touching on, like, okay, so all the other episodes, yes, okay? Listen, this was all to get us here. Believe it or not, it was all to get us here. Um, let me see. Um, uh, talking about tithing, talking about Fed meetings, talking about my perspective, GN, uh, GDP, GNP, um, talking about Nike Fortnite. All this is to get us here. Now, again, I'm going to get us there, and I also may pull back a little bit because this is the meat that everybody wants, okay? This is what everybody wants. But, again, going back, I know you hear me say this all the time, if you do or not, gamification is very important to me. It's very important because you got to have the knowledge. That's that's why there's so many young millionaires because they're not – they're playing this old game I used to play on my TI-83 game. It was called Pimp. Um and then what else was it? It was also drug, drug lord or drug wars. Um, let me see. I want to see something real quick. Uh, but that can also lead to devastating situations where seriously people commit suicide over the stock market. Let's um, let's see about how many people commit suicide due to the stock market a year. Okay, it didn't say, um, um, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to estimate how much, but, you know, it, even if it's five, I mean, that's, that's terrible. And the way that that happens is because organizations are willing to go ahead and gamify their platform, making people trade and sell more. Oh my gosh, blah, blah. Don't even know nothing about regulation, T, or nothing like that. Securities Act 1934, 1933. Don't know nothing about that. Uh, regulation D, nothing. They just know that they're trading stocks, they're trading Apple up, down, up, down, and they're getting money. So let me see if I can find something real quick. Um, uh, the game pimp on TI 83. Let me see if anybody remembers this. Uh, can you put games on your TI 83 plus, uh, on Facebook? We miss pimp quest. Um, so yeah. So essentially, uh, oh, drug war. That's what it was called. Oh my gosh. This game. And look, look at prices, buy, sell, visit the bank. Oh, yeah, I remember this stuff, man. This stuff was so awesome to me. Uh, I was probably in ninth grade. That was probably about 2001. Um, 
oh yeah, these games. You would go to a city, uh, you would go to the hood, you would buy uh, your drugs, you would take it to the city or the suburbs, sell it. So essentially, you're getting a, a good idea of the stock market doing this stuff, you know, uh, and don't even realize it. Um, so let's just see what's going on in Tesla news. Um, let me see. I'm just going to use uh, Yahoo Finance. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I'm getting my sources together. Uh, let's go to Finviz. Uh, Morningstar was giving me uh, a headache. Uh, I think I had to pay to use it. So uh, I'll go back to Morningstar, see if it'll let me use it. But let me see where Tesla's at. So Tesla is in consumer, what was that, cycle, cyclical, let me see, cons- consumer cyclical, automotive uh, manufacturing. So right now, it's in the red right now. Uh, it's down approximately 70 basis points. Um, did I say that correctly? No, not 70. Seven basis points. Let me, let me, let me, let me try do this again. Uh, seven times point zero 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 one equals boom boom. Uh, so yeah, seventy basis points. I said it correctly the first time. Um, it's down approximately seventy basis points. Um, I just kind of want to know what's going on in the news with Tesla. You know, what I'm saying Tesla downgraded. Okay, so they've been downgraded. Uh, the global economy is supposed to go down. Blah 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 blah. So a uh, bunch of stuff, and we'll go over all that. But we, I've been, you know, talking. So I just want to go ahead and get to it. So what we're going to go ahead and do is just go ahead and short. Wait, let's look at the projection. Okay, let me analyze and look at the projection. Okay, so the projection is. I don't know the dates. Okay. But approximately, I don't know the time duration, that it could get up to $355 or it could drop down to about $158. That's the maximum. Um, I would say, oh, this time, possibly next year. Um, So how do we want to do this? Do we want to short it? Um. Let's see if my computer will even let me trade it. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put in a sell order. And, and I'm going to sell. And again, I have about $100,000 uh, in, in fake money. So I'm going to sell like 20. Um, and we got to do the order types as well. Um, just like market order, limit order. We'll go over that as well. I'm just going to put in a market order to go ahead and short the stock. Uh, again, this is simulation paper trading. This is not real. I'm shorting approximately about 20 shares of Tesla stock today. Let's see if it'll let me put it in. This is going to result in me spending approximately about um, $2,576. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. Projected no trading is allowed on this account. Oh, for some reason, uh, it's not allowing me to trade on my thinkorswim. Uh, I have no idea what that's about. Uh, okay, let me see if I can buy it. Let me see if I can buy uh, 10 shares. I'm going to just do this in my IRA account. Uh, and in my IRA, I have approximately about $100,000. As well, 
I'm just going to buy 10 shares of Tesla. Uh, again, approximately about $2,600. No trading on this account. What in the world? What? Okay, so for some reason, I'm running into some issues. Uh, they're not allowing me to trade on my account. I'll contact um, uh, TD Ameritrade to see what's going on with my uh, Thinkorswim account uh, so that we can get some paper trading going on. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess we could go ahead and just do it the old way and just write down. Um, okay, I was going to short Tesla uh, at... 258 25830 uh I was going to short 10 shares okay all right so I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break uh or we may go ahead and just shut this down right now and we'll come back we'll keep doing this trust me we're about to get cooking like Crisco uh it's going to be on point but we're also going to take time to again just to go over some notes and everything to make sure that we're building up the foundation and not just going out there gamifying and then losing money and then owing the broker dealer and then going to court or arbitration or whatever we'll get this all figured out thank you so much to anybody and everybody who stopped by to kick it with your man chan man i appreciate it this is chan man house of barf